In the early 2000s, a global climate crisis emerged from humankind's disregard for the Earth and its natural systems. Scientists warned of an apocalypse the likes of which could eradicate human existence. The blaming began, with the leaders of many powerful nations pointing fingers at each other. Eventually, war erupted, and deadly nuclear salvos fired from the biggest superpowers ravaged much of the Earth, destroying and irradiating large portions of its surface. Certain major cities survived, and from the ashes they rose again. The survivors did what they could, utilizing the resources of a few very wealthy corporations to combat the climate crisis. For almost a century, civilization has survived, hobbled together with corporate governance, and expanded to the few sections of the globe still viable for sustaining human life. Antarctica, once an inhospitable frozen tundra, has become one such bastion for human life. Colonized by a Scottish arms corporation called Militech, Pilatus Antarctica is a thriving metropolis of the future. associates have accepted their first job from their current employers, Sahara. Track down a file labeled Omega hidden deep within the net of an abandoned research facility and bring it back untampered to their handler, Mr. Purple. Only snag is the research facility ain't abandoned, currently occupied by the poser gang the Kennedys and being used to distribute a new hallucinogenic drug called Haze, the facility might be harder to get into than the job description would imply. Before an attempt is made, the associates will need a plan to get them in the door. So last time, you guys were in, uh, you had just um, settled in for the day, I guess, um, with a plan of action. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're probably, it's probably the morning now, um, and you're in your hotel room. What are you doing? What's what's the, the Next we should be formulating our plan for our reconnaissance mission. Um to figure out what type of um security is in the their network to see what type of um decks I need or programs I need to, like, get in there and get that information. Yeah, um, what about that, uh, that weird guy that you saw in the net last night? Yeah, the Ripper dude? Oh, yeah, sh- sh- maybe we should question him. How do you want to question him? Seemed like you had, uh, a little bit of interest in more than just his knowledge there. All so right. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe invite him over. Well, I mean, 
Um, what, uh, you, you still have the, you still have the room number written down for where he's, he's at, right? On the same floor as us, right? Yeah, he's on the same floor as you. You just, you know what, what room he's in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, I just know what room he's at. Well, let's yeah. just, let's, I don't know, we could just go knock on his door and see what's up. Let's just be neighborly. Let's be neighborly and see if we can get him to open up. About- you guys are really into this direct approach, huh? Well, alright, I think, I think, Abel, the reason why we didn't really, like, get off on the right foot last time, um, was because I, I think I gotta explain something about me. Now, I used to work at a Militech, and I kind of still do. They they have me as, like, a freelance guy. Um, but I worked in the sales department. So, like, what I would do is I would go and sell our weapons to people, right? So, a lot of the time, the easiest way to sell weapons is to, like, just go up to people, like, the gang that wants to buy weapons, and just be like, hey, look, I got some weapons. I can get you guys a cool dealer discount. And then, boom, boom, boom. See, that's uh, that's cool when you got the whole Militech standing behind you. Uh, in my experience, you do that, you end up getting shot, and they take your weapon. So, well, no, I, I mean, I would go in but, like honestly, I would I would go in along with like a gun that had like three bullets in it, and just show them how to do it and do whatever they gotta do. Um, but like, yeah, give them a discount code, and I just keep walking on my way. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go for it. Alice. You don't want to do a direct approach? Uh, I'll be uh, kind of behind you. Okay, so before before we just jump to action, what do you have a suggestion? Um. Well, I think um, I think actually we could kind of do the best of both worlds. You know. Um, like, uh, you and Abel could definitely, like, chill out and do the whole stakeout thing, only we do it in the daytime, and I'll just go, I'll just go walk on up with my Militech stuff, and, uh, we'll, we can see what goes on from there. Do you, um, Soifunji, do you have, like, any cool, like, super secret spy stuff, like, hidden, like, cameras or whatever that I could, you know, like, wear on my MUFON hat? Um, I basically just have my jump gear so as long as it has nothing to do with the net then not really Mm. huh I wonder if I could go stop at a store and get one of those old timey wind up cameras but that would probably be a little too obvious like a like a little square panel, a square camera yeah yeah, the ones that maybe at an antique shop maybe Uh Man, I wish I was back at Grandma's house. She had a bunch of those in the basement. Or maybe I can just be a living camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we can double up. I mean, hey, um, did this uh, was this guy Ripper? Was he on Haze? Did we? Did he? I can't remember. Was he? Um, did he look like he had been on Haze, or did he look clean? Uh, he, I don't remember saying that he was drugged out appearing. Um, uh, he was just like in his room. Yeah, I think he was just like on his 
like personal computer or something. Well, Saul, if mm-hmm. um, if you've got guns to sell, we know the Kennedys are are dealing. We dealing in Hayes down here. Uh, why don't you go try to do a trade? We can see if we can use that haze that you get as a, uh, fuck, I hate doing this. Uh, see if we can use that haze as, as uh, you know, well, that's, another currency around here. And, uh, that's the one thing guy. is that, um, if I'm, if I'm doing a sale for Militech, um, I can't actually accept payment like that. Like I just give them a code and then they, like, I give them pretty much a gun free on the house, but it has no ammunition to it. And then I let them do their thing, and uh, they buy whatever they need to buy with with like these promo codes and stuff. Um, I don't normally accept any payments. I guess I could kind of like nudge them in the way to give me stuff like that. But in my experience, um, I kind of agree with you. Where uh, I'd prefer not to to you know deal with somebody who's a little uh. Uh, how do you say, uh, post-abduction, you know? Yeah, I just, we're, uh, I think we might be in over our head at this moment, so sometimes it's, it's good to have multiple, multiple plays in the bag. Okay, that's, that's why I think it's a good idea if, if, I mean, if you two, like, do the, do the whole stakeout thing, too, like, we can get best of both worlds, and um, no, it's a little dangerous, but like I've kind of been in this situation before. Um, yeah. All right. Oh, I just know part of my skill set. I'm good at connections, and if he's here, he's here for a reason. And I think it would be in our best interest to figure out what that reason is, and if we can get him on our side disclaim anything that like our mission to him but as long as we are acting in the same interest i think could maybe he could be the guy that goes to the front door instead of you Saul. well i could probably i mean we could probably go together like he could be a someone who like vouches for my sales and expertise or something like that you know yeah it's good to have a man on the inside well, uh, before we go uh, get ripped up or shot up or, or, or juiced up or anything that uh, sounds like it's going to happen today, uh, I might need to step out for a few hours. Oh, that's, um, that's fine. I got to usually um, there's kind of a process I do before I, I do any of this stuff so that, you know, it goes all well. And it involves me making explosives and then strapping them to either my body or somewhere that's relatively well hidden. So like, you know, it's, it's a, um, how do you call it? A deterrent. Oh, (laughs) then I definitely want to be out of the room while you're doing that. Uh, yeah, it'll take me a little while and I'm not, I didn't bring all my stuff. Um, cause you know, I only got the, the backpack. Um, but I think I could probably make maybe one or two. All right. So what are we? What are we doing now? <clears throat> Who's, who? Who wants to do things first? Um, I'm just going to step out for a few hours and see if I can find Striker. But I want to be back by lunchtime. Can't be missing any meals, hombre. Gotcha. 
Is that safe to do on your own? Do you need backup? Uh, you know what? So Fungi, you want to come? You can come. Striker's a good guy to have, so if we're going to be working together, we might as well might as well connect off circles a little bit. Saul, did you want to come too, or do you want to No, I'll, I'll stay here. I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll work on my, my fun little project. Alright, let's get it. Look, uh, Sufungi, uh, before we, uh, before I, sh- I, I let you meet Strike, there's just a couple things you gotta know, okay? Um, first thing, uh, Striker does a lot of good, okay? So you need to let him, let him do that. And by doing that, just don't, don't tell anybody you know him, unless he gives you explicit permission. I'm probably gonna get, uh, probably gonna get shit for bringing you along. But you know, I want to make sure that if one of us dies, uh, he at least knows. Okay, should I hang back? Should should I? Should we? No, it's better just to be upfront and honest. I mean, I'm gonna. Yeah, uh, Striker's too important for me to, to to dick around like that. Okay, so I shouldn't try to jack into any of his net info then. No, consent's kind of important, you know? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, let's do this. Let's go. All right, so you guys, um, I think what ends up, what how this works is uh, because Striker's sort of on the DL, um, Abel, you kind of just like contact him or contact one of his burners um, and let him know that you want to meet up. And Mm -hmm. I think that he just like picks a nondescript cafe um, sort of just like a few blocks away where you guys can talk. Cool. I'm going to let him know that I'm bringing... um Bring in Sufungi as well. He just like sends a little thumbs up. Cool. So See, he's cool like that. He likes that that old shit. Throwback. Yeah. Um so you guys I guess I'll give just a little bit of a description of him um for Sufungi who's not aware and for the for the for the listeners. Um so Striker, he's a DJ in the underground raving scene. Um, and he has like long feathery brown hair, uh, and he wears vests unironically. Um, he also has like, uh, like a, some, some mirror, like a mirror visor, um, that he likes to wear a lot. Is he also a netrunner? Hmm? Is he also a netrunner? Is it a netrunning visor, or is it just a visor? No, no. If Striker Boy has a role, it would be Rocker Boy. Yeah, he's a DJ, and um, has, like, a, a following of a fan base. So, yeah, you guys go into this cafe. It's, it's very, very, uh, like, bare in here. There's, um, it's kind of, like, industrially decorated and um other than um the guy who's quite obviously striker uh sitting in the corner there's like two customers and they're kind of off 
to the side uh, doing their own thing. Um, and he, like, he sees you come in, Abel, and, like, comes to the comes to the door and um, gets you in a big hug. Hey, man. It's been a while. Yeah, it's really, it really has. How's, how's it going? Um, you don't, you don't check in much. I know B's been worried about you. Yeah, uh, and I'm just gonna, like, while I'm hugging him, just be like, have you checked out the folks in here, or do you want to take a walk? Nuts. It's, it's cool. Alright, uh, yeah, let's, um, let's take a seat. I, I kind of let you know what I've been up to, um, you know, some family stuff going on. Is this your friend? Uh, what's her name? Yeah, this her. is uh, Sufunji. Sufunji is Striker. Oh, Striker. I'm Sufunji. Um, you know, meet new people. Pleasure to meet you. And he offers you a, a handshake. It's it's firm, but not aggressive. Yeah, uh, Striker, Sufunji and I are... We're, we're doing a job together. Uh, might be doing a lot more in the future, but for a couple of different reasons. I want to make sure you guys knew each other. Gotcha. Uh, close business associates. All right. I can I can vibe to that. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's just let's go sit at that back table right there and um, catch up, you know? Yeah. No problem. Uh, can I order you guys some food or drinks or something? Uh, just, uh, just whatever they got for water here. <laughs> right. All right. I'll be back in a second. And he goes up to the counter and uh, gets a, a couple of drinks, comes back and sits down. And, and he's got like a, a very like sort of elaborate smoothie um, and kind of just like a steel uh, cup. Hands you guys your waters. And um, sits down. He's like, "All right, so what? Uh, what's this about, Abel?" So I'm gonna take one more look over at the the two other patrons. Um, do they look? Do they look odd? Can I? Is there any sort of check I can do to? They look like with your eyes, with your normal uh, eyes. They look like. Uh, a couple that are on a date. They're kind of just like engaged in idle chit chat. And um, the girl seems like kind of doting on the, on the, on the guy. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to kind of like put my hand over my lips a little bit and just talk as uh, clearly, but lowly as I can. Um, just sort of like leaning on my arm on the table, you know. Uh, so, Striker, you know that that job I was trying to get at Sahara. Yeah, you didn't uh, you didn't say much about that. Uh, did that ever work out? Is like a medical thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I kind of i I got it, um, and it's, it comes with a couple caveats. Uh, they've got us running some jobs, but. Um, and then I'm just going to kind of rub the back of my head for a second. Uh, it's a little bit, it's it's more dangerous work than I wanted, but I think it's going to give us a lot of information for, um, you know, 
for the raven. And he kind of like he kind of like taps his nose, and 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 gives you a nod. I got you. I understand. So, um, yeah. If uh, for some reason I drop off the radar a little bit, I kind of wanted to set up set up some code words with you, and uh, for B too, if you could. If you see her anytime, I'd like to I'd like to keep her in the loop. Um, yeah, I, I could pass along the message. You want to keep um, you know who out of the loop, though. Yeah, for sure. I, it, this is this is strictly between between us and uh, Sufanji here. We got another guy we're running jobs with, um, and I think uh, I think I'll probably want him looped in too. But that's it. Sure thing. Discretion's, you know, something I'm real good at. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I don't think we would be in the same line of work, you know? If we were, we wouldn't be in it for very long. My kind of goal is to stay in this a little bit longer than uh, I think Sahara's wanting. Uh, but, yeah, Striker, essentially, oh, for the foreseeable future, they own me. Yeah. Corporatism, what can you do? Uh, you can uh, expose them from the inside. <laughs> Fucking blow the blow the whole top off. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, you, you could do that. Yeah, and it might end up we might end up taking some old friends down with us, so hopefully uh, hopefully when we get one fish, we get the whole fucking school. So, you, you have something like specific you want to talk about here today i uh it's it's great to hear that you you know you got your in um and uh obviously working with some trustworthy people or you wouldn't be bringing them along but uh something tells me there's there's something on your mind yeah so <laughs> that's a good turn of phrase makes a lot of sense um never more if i come up to you or if somebody comes up to you and uses that word, uh, just know that it is me. Okay? All right. Uh, Sufanji, same thing. You got that? I'm going to take a bathroom break real quick while you two are talking, and I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, striker, never more. Because I might not look like this the next time you see me. That's a weird. Oh, you're gonna like um, you can invade in, invade the Kennedys for real this time? No, um, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, they 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 somehow have figured out a way to extend your consciousness from one body to the next it's trippy i uh they're fucking with some immortality shit and um fuck yeah we're uh we're beta testing for them um and the way they're having us do that is to run the jobs they don't want to send their other mooks in to do so if we get shot, at least they can pull us back out and put us in some other meat bag. Well, uh, listen, I mean, that 
I I don't know if I want you doing this sort of thing. I, I know I, when I tell B, and I, and trust me, I am going to tell B. Uh, she's going to have a problem with this. Her friend, her friend running around, running around in somebody else's face, uh, getting shot. Well, I'm trying to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, but who, who fucking knows? Just, just promise me you, you're going to, you're going to keep away from the Kennedys. I can promise you I'll be as careful as I can possibly be. No, Abel, don't give me that shit. You, you've known me long enough. I only show concern for your well-being when I truly think that the uh, situation is beyond you. There's some bullshit going on, and you need to stay away from him. Stryker, I've been in situations that are beyond me since I was 16 years old, so I really don't think I'm at a point where I can just jump out and go on some some uh, pleasure cruise uh, for shits and giggles, you know? Like, there's right. too much stuff going on, and I'm already in. So the only way, the only way out's forward. I can't back out now, especially no. when they fucking own my brain. No, I, I, I understand, man. I, I'm with you on this, but you're going to have to have a conversation about her, about this to be, and you know how she's going to react. That's all I'm saying. No, I know. That's why I'm talking to you first. <laughs> I'm not, uh, not looking to, looking forward to that. And honestly, look, if you can just, <sighs> you know, I hate to do that, but I, I, you might have to just, just sugarcoat it for her. Cause I don't want her. I don't want her freaking out. I don't want her getting involved anymore with that she is with Zemlin. I don't want him getting any sort of wind of this. And, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully nothing comes of it. Hopefully the only thing that, that works out on this is I get some excellent dirt to put the Kennedys out for a long while. And we figure out what Sahara is doing and at least maybe get some leverage for your side business. You know, like if anything, They've got access to a lot of good shit that could help a lot of good people. So, just got to do what I got to do. Yeah. But look, uh, this uh, Sufanji, she's um, she's she's a net runner. She's knows what she's doing. Um, so, if something happens to me, She's a good. She's a good. Uh, she's a good source for you to figure it out, and um, you know, maybe, maybe if you've got some stuff going on, we could we could run some some side gigs for you between all the Sahara bullshit. Okay. Yeah. I... Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry too much. You know. You know me. Uh, I don't take a lot of risks, but not ones that aren't necessary. What risks aren't necessary these days? <laughs> that's uh, that's the that's the trick, ain't it? And if CCB just um, you know, let her know I'm thinking of her, and uh, oh, she's she's definitely that uh that that voice in my head telling me don't be an idiot. So I'll try to listen, and then right, I'm well, just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna down my my drink and. 
Just look at my hands for a second. Okay. Uh, is that all you all you needed from me? Yeah, man. I mean, how uh, how's your gig going? You got any good jobs lately? I'll tell you right now. It's music business is fine. People want to rave. That's that ain't gonna n- never change. But um, the side stuff, it's getting it's getting hard. Yeah, what's um, what's going on? You having not a lot of customers? Too many? Too many is an understatement. I mean, like, there's some sort of drug problem going on. Is it a lot of red eyes, uh, hallucinations, that kind of shit? Yeah, that's the shit. Haze. Yeah, man, we're kind of on the trail of that right now. It looks like it's a new new run by the Kennedys. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, like last week, as a for instance, and this is like every day now, but uh, there was a man in the clinic last week. His cyber arm went haywire while he was serving drinks at the Chill, and uh, he shoved a whiskey bottle through a customer's head. Holy fuck. Like, could... I talked to him afterwards. He could not control his body. That shit messes you up. Good. And if you got cybers, it's even worse. Oh, fuck. And, uh, it, I mean, did he know he was taking haze or was it, uh... I mean, yeah. He's drug addict working at the chill. You know how that shit is. It, it fluctuates around the clubs like you know, rats. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's part of the course. I just don't want, you know, as soon as a drug like this gets out on the market, people start using it for shady shit, not just fucking themselves up, you know? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, just be on the lookout, like, not only not only does it cause like cyber malfunctions, but I mean like total peripheral neuropathy. Is there uh, you guys found any sort of uh, therapeutic for it? Any? Um... I mean, other than other than cold turkey and putting somebody in the in the sober tank. Um, because once you once you come off of it, I mean it it'll. It won't fuck you up any worse than you already are, but I mean, people who have nerve damage, it just it doesn't come back. Shit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, don't worry. We're already kind of on that. So good. Some somebody needs to be a shit. Yeah, because I I don't think uh, the the CPC is definitely not tracking it, and they don't give a shit. Yeah, so somebody hopefully will. They don't give a fucking damn. All right. All right. Well, man, um, we'll help where we can. Just be careful. Um, and, uh, you know, if you need anything, just uh, just reach out. But never more. Okay? Yep. Got you. Um, let me go find Sufunji. You come back from the bathroom yet? Back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was just uh, sitting up to you 
<laughs> Sufaji, let's go. Uh, Striker, uh, stay safe, man. I'll check in. Yeah, he gives you like you know one of those um, handshake hugs, and uh, and like um, goes goes to high five Sufangji. Um, you're right, supposed fine. to put your hand up too, yeah. <laughs> My hand's up. <laughs> that you guys high five. He's like, "Good to meet you." Any friend of Abel's? He's probably a good person. You don't seem too bad yourself. Keep the music alive. Yep. And so, and you guys see him leave. He doesn't go out the front. Um, he like nods to the owner who opens like the kitchen door, and um, he just like sneaks out the back, lights up a cigarette as he goes. What's the name of this uh, cafe? Do you know? Uh, it's Cafe More. Did I miss anything? Um. Anything of substance? You know, nah, you didn't miss anything. There's one thing that I heard that kind of caught my attention. Now, when people are using haze and they have cybernetics, they can't control their bodies. Um, How thin are those bathroom walls there, Sufunji? That was before I went to the bathroom. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, if we are encountering someone on haze with cybernetics... Like, we should definitely be careful while approaching them. Yeah, so your Ripper buddy, um, um, we definitely want to might make sure that he's not a user before we go walking up to his front door. Exactly. So I'm definitely glad I came along in this little mission. It definitely gives us an opportunity to rethink our strategy here. Um, while you were talking um, to your friend, did he mention any ways to tell from a distance or aside from red eyes uh well he it's it's definitely a hallucinogenic so if somebody looks like they're uh talking to folks that aren't there or or acting acting odd uh but he said that that guy uh that guy that was serving drinks at the chill um if he's able to like work you know Serving drinks, he's he's on the clock, and he, then he loses fucking control of his body. So we might not necessarily be able to see when it's coming, but we'll definitely be able to to spot if somebody's already a user. We just need to be be careful, follow a wide uh, a wide berth on those folks. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking we should, instead of going up to Ripper Guy's door, maybe we should just wait for him to come out. Maybe follow him. And gain as much information as we can from a distance to see if it is safe to approach him. Yeah, and uh, Sufanji, I'd be careful because uh, I I don't know if if people can. I don't know how like this stuff is taken, but we don't. We want to make sure you still steer clear from it. You know. Definitely. Um, since most of my body is cybernetic, I don't plan on having any. Yeah, you just you know how this stuff goes. Apparently. All right, well, I guess we should head back and check on Saul, make sure he hasn't burned the place down. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. 
Hey everyone, Gavin here to talk to you about how to help out and support our show. We had an amazing launch week with a couple dozen people tuning in to listen to our first episode. I can't thank my listeners enough for your support. Since launching our first episode, we have extended our listening platforms to iTunes and Spotify with episodes still being available, of course, on Podbean. If you haven't had a chance to follow us yet, you can do that on any of these platforms or follow us on Twitter at Roll Warriors to make sure you never miss an episode. We are releasing these episodes every two weeks on Tuesday, making the next episode set to come out on May 19th. I'd also like to take a moment to offer a special thanks to our patrons, Daniel Sittler and Billy Young. If you'd like to become a patron and help keep the lights on, you can go to www.patreon.com backslash roll underscore warriors and make your pledge. This will guarantee you a chance to listen to our bonus episodes, of which we plan to do six. I will also be reaching out to patrons to suggest the themes of these episodes as well, so you can be a part of the creative process. With that, I'll return you to the show. Keep sharing this with your friends and family if you think they'd like it. And you return to the hotel, and um, front clerk kind of just like gives you guys a wink. He's like chewing some gum um, as you go up to your room. I'm a wink back. Okay, you wink back. He kind of gets like a little bit of a weird look on his face, like uh, surprise. Cool. <laughs> is this, is this mm-hmm. a like looking good wink or is this a we know you're here wink? It's more of just like a kind of a it's a creepy sort of like it makes your screen crawl a little bit okay i'm a little paranoid so i'm always we're analyzing okay yeah cool. i mean it might have to do with the, the cameras that he has embedded in every person's room who knows oh true oh oh that is creepy oh okay i cringe, <laughs> <laughs> I cringe. yeah um <laughs> All right, so back to the back to the room. Uh, what does the scene look like, Saul? So, like, what do they see in the room? While um, while Abel and Swifengi were were out and about, I think um, Saul had pulled out a decent amount of tools from his backpack, and he kind of looked through his backpack. And from the stuff that he has on him at the moment, I don't think he has enough to make uh, more than one grenade. So I think he he took like I, I don't know what do you think uh, um in your discretion what do you think like uh grenade components would be at like a local radio shack how much do you think it would cost Um I'm not sure but what I could I could say is um if you make a nice enough roll mm-hmm. um to like Jerry Ray uh, it's possible, like you can find, you know, cleaning chemicals or something in the hotel room. That's what I was uh, figuring. Uh, that like could be improvised, uh, pretty good to make an effective explosive. You're just gonna like MacGyver the shit out of it. Yeah, that's that's what I figured. Um, I guess before then, um, then Saul will take while while they're out, uh, pretty much right after, and after he's looked through his stuff, Saul will take like maybe like fifty euro bucks, and he'll go to the local small 
like uh, uh, I don't know what are, what are they called in, in New York City? I can't remember the little small corner stores, Demi. Like a pawn shop. Bodegas? Yeah, like a little bodega. He'll go to a bodega and he'll he'll buy some like cleaning supplies and a pack of gum. And uh as he walks back to the hotel and he sees creepy dude wink at him, he's like, Oh hey, do you want some gum? And then he'll go up to the room and start working on explosives. <laughs> it was I that gave him the gum. It was I the whole time. Um Yeah, so I was like well, now the now the now the audience doesn't have to worry about putting together that little mystery it's true um okay so i'm gonna go ahead and make my jury rig roll and hopefully it's not shit because if it is things are gonna be bad uh oh okay that's pretty solid um so i had an eight on my d10 roll and my jury rig is 10 so that's an 18 altogether yeah yeah i mean you get the like a great deal on um just like some top shelf uh chemicals that are like highly explosive um and uh like it comes in an aerosol can so it's already got a delivery mechanism and all you have to do is like attach a um like a trigger and you know some combustion and you're good to go yeah so at that time when I guess they they come in to the room and Saul has a bunch of components and random tools just kind of laid out on the floor and he's sitting like cross-legged and he's just humming to himself wire connects to the lighter the lighter connects to the aerosol the air oh fuck oh fuck oh oh and he like he kind of like licks his fingers and and puts out a small little flame before it gets too close to something he's like oh hey guys see you're having fun Oh yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think everything's gonna be like super chill, you know. Like this is looking like a pretty good little uh, uh, um, fun time uh, protection thing. Remind me to invest in a fireproof flak jacket. I'm just gonna invest in this dance. <laughs> Social distancing is really important when you're building bombs. That. That's uh, that's some true knowledge that was passed on from our genera- our, our previous generations, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's good, but I don't think six to eight feet is going to help us on this situation. Um, okay, let's go get let's go get fire retardant blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Add some six to eight feet along with that. Oh, uh, you you guys will be fine, I think. I mean, I'm I've been fine a couple times, um, but. You know, that's just how it is. Um, are you strapping this contraption to yourself, or are you just going to have it on hand? To it, it's going to be, it'll be on hand until probably like a block away from the Kennedy's place, at which he will like strap it on like a belt, and he'll put it and he'll take his his flannel and he'll tie his flannel off at the waist so it kind of like covers it up, and then if anybody like. Gets a little saucy. He'll just be like, "Hey, hey, do you like my flannel?" And like, just pull it up like a skirt, and <laughs> flammable flannel. Yep, and right there is just like a lot of things that do big explosive boom booms. And he'll just be like, "Yeah, I'd appreciate it if you know, like nobody really gets out of hand. I'm, I'm just trying to make a good sale. Like that's my job." So, Saul, you want to take the lead on this since uh, 
Um, we're going to be behind you. Sure. I mean, like, uh, I, if you guys want to get, like, snacks and stuff, I found this cool little bodega. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of... For whatever reason, they, they sell a lot of, like, explosive flammable material there really cheap, but I did sell, see some, like, really cool, like, off-brand Pop-Tarts. I think I already bought my Twizzlers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, it is about lunchtime, though, um, so... You guys I'm gonna start eating a, a Twizzler. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, bro, you should, like, save those for the stakeout. You know what we should do? And Saul, like, looks over at Soifungi, expecting Soifungi to, like, know exactly what to say. And then Saul's like, Penguin Taco! And he's expe- he's expecting Soifungi to say Penguin Taco at the same time, but she obviously doesn't. Uh, I'm just gonna stare at you and say if you're paying. Oh, um... And, like, Saul looks at his wallet, full of money. I'm a little broke right now. (laughs) (laughs) For for the record, um, I don't think paper money is a thing anymore. You guys just have, like... It's it's basically like uh, Apple Pay, (sighs) where you just have money in an account on your agent that you just tap at the register. Mine's negative thirty two thousand apparently. Yeah, something like something like that. Sounds about right. So uh we're all broke essentially since we're all in bed together. I sleep over in this bed and you sleep over in that bed, right? It's uh euphemism. Metaphor, simile, conjecture. I don't want to sleep with you, Saul. You smell. Okay. That's a lot of like literary terms, and I don't think you'd be able to fit underneath my, my um, what is it? My twin size UFO blanket. No, and I wouldn't want to mess up the aesthetic you got going on. I appreciate it. Put a lot of hard work into that. No problem. Um, well, I guess yeah. I guess we could just kind of like walk on by and stop at the bodega, get more like snacks and stuff, lunchtime, and then um, keep going. Oh, I wonder if they sell empanadas. Were there? There was like some larger buildings surrounding the. Um, like the depot where these these guys are at, right? I'd like to be able to get like a bird's eye view of what's going on and kind of stake out the um, entrance that we're interested in for a while before we go balls to the wall. Yeah, so it's kind of, I mean, it's like in the middle of a city. Um, there's lots of buildings nearby. Um, and the research facility itself is like a campus with a fencing around it. Okay, is there like a building across from the uh, warehouse entrance that we could possibly scope out for a stakeout location? Uh, potentially, you'd have to you'd have to go, you know, theirs and take a look. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to do that. Uh, that way, Saul, if we're gonna throw you uh, kind of in, at least you know what you're walking into. Okay, so. This is a random question, but is it possible to find anywhere to invest in a sniper rifle? Well, um, they don't just sell those on the street. Yeah, it's Uh, in the bodega. No, you probably need some sort of um, black market connections if you wanted to purchase heavy weaponry like that. Or you could talk to your Militech uh, sales rep 
friend. Well, well where can I go get a sniper rifle? Um, well, uh, we could try to go to the military, the local military depot, but I doubt they would have them on hand because usually you have to make an order and like it takes a while to be shipped here. But, um, if you want me to, I could definitely make an order for you. I, I could give you my special employee discount. Um, but it still is going to be relatively expensive. Sniper rifles are kind of like, you know, but. What? what about just at least some scopes? Like yeah, uh, that's what I mainly want it for, just a scope. Just uh survey the I mean, area. I mean you can binoculars. Got an aesthetic. Yeah, I mean like if you want I think binoculars are probably better, but if you want me to like help you purchase two rifle scopes and then just like duct tape them together, I mean that'll work too, I guess. Interesting. Okay, give me one sec. So I guess Soyfungi will go and deliberate the the um benefits of having binoculars over double scopes but yeah no i i agree with you abel i think we could like watch the place for a while and then i'll go and do my thing because i have to i have to make sure that like i have um the right type of like weaponry so i'll probably go we should probably stop the militech depot and see if i can't get a um a dealer's freebie per se because that's what we usually leave with the gangs. Um, and yeah, I might have to modify it a little bit to see if to really pull their attention. But, you know, it should be like a normal sale. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, if you think that's the best way to go. I just, as long as we have a uh, place to bug out to and a place to get a good vantage point on this, I'm good. Yeah. Um, well, do do you want to do, uh, you and Soifenji go and find, like, a good place to kind of, like, plan the route of, of, I guess, where we'll be and run away and stuff, and then if, if need be, and then I'll kind of go and go on over to Militech compound and be like, hey guys, salesman rep number C7W74332. Um, here reporting for you know sales and stuff. Yeah, I mean, is there any way we can get Sufungi close? Because if you're already kind of essentially running an undercover job, what we need to do is get Sufungi close enough so that she can jack in, get the file that's on the mainframe, hmm. and then get out. Right. So ideally, if we can get through this without turning into a firefight, that would be great. I I bet we could definitely try it. I my one concern is that like one thing that I've kind of learned um over time and through trial and error with gangs like this is they, they don't really like it when you touch their stuff. Um that's how I got this one bullet wound and he like just rolls up his his um jeans and he just shows like one that was like just a pucker mark that was in like his lower leg. It's like guy meant to like shoot me as a warning but like wasn't cool i guess i was just picking too much of his picking up too much of his stuff maybe you could try to sell them a, uh it, i don't know sell them something that allows sufungi access and hmm. then uh sufungi can just drop in a hellhound and get the fuck out you know i guess so like i could i could definitely look around i can go through their catalog because generally like they they really only work with weaponry stuff but I bet there's, I bet they probably have some like mainframe stuff to help you, you know, if you're setting up like home defense. Or- well, we don't, we don't necessarily need 
actual Militech shit. We just need to let them think that Militech is oh. providing this. Oh, that's 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 fucking down low smart right there. Oh, yeah. But if we've got at least a little bit of previous, you know, plausible information behind it, like, oh, yeah, Militech makes this. No wonder. Yeah, sure, they could totally make this other shit, too. Get some fungi in, drop in some sort of virus or something, or even help. Give them something that they think is going to be beneficial to them. But Sufungi gets what they need and gets the fuck out. Oh, I like that. That sounds pretty cool. And Saul puts his hand out and it's like, it's not quite a low five. It's like his hands kind of spread out and he puts it out to Saul. And he's like, yeah, Saul, you're cool. And he's just like holding his hand out there and waiting. Put my hands together and bow. Oh, and he's like, yeah. okay, I get that. His hand kind of drops and he's like, no boogities today then. No woogities. No woogities. Oh. Yeah, when Sofungi gets back, we can see if uh, that would be cool. But if we could also keep it where they don't know either I'm with you guys or something, mm-hmm. that would be good. That's fine. I think we could, you know, eyes in the sky and whatnot and all that stuff. Um, Gavin, do you know if uh, Sofungi has the capability uh, to write um, her own programs? It just has the file name, like, um, oh, Militech base upgrade or auto weaponry upgrade. And then, like, you just open up the file and it doesn't really do anything. Which, like, runs a constant, like, updating. Like, that's what it does. All it does is run a screen that says updating. I mean, that would be something you could talk to. Um, I mean, Militech might have something like that. I would think that uh, Sahara R&D might have more what you're looking for. That's something that potentially you guys could make use of um, that department if you needed it. I mean, I think with those options, we might want to, because we're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants. I think R&D might be a good, good route. Yeah, I just, I think um, running a scam is going to be the easiest way for us to get in the door. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think, um, you know, because the way that I see it, I think that, like, if if Soyfungi can get in there and do whatever she needs to do, but also at the same time leave, like, a program that says, like, oh, click on this and make it so that, like, the base updates its, or the auto weaponry for the base updates itself, and then it's just, like, a screen that pops up and just runs updating for, like, two, three minutes and then just says done, like, but it doesn't do anything, it just does that, I think... If we do it in the right way, then you know we'll be able to get out of there before any any um other net runners can figure out what's going on. Yeah, I think that's uh, that'll work. Cool. So, Abel, what did you guys uh what you guys talk about while you were at um um at the the wherever you guys were going? Uh, my friend uh, Striker, he's got some. He's got a little bit more inside knowledge on the the, the haze situation, hmm. and uh, we got to be careful around those that Ripper guy. Need to be really careful around anybody with cybernetics or any sort of uh, like body modifications that's on haze because they're gonna lose. They could lose control of their their uh, faculties. He uh, said he saw he heard of um, 
some dude that's tripping out on Hayes, completely lost control of his body and slammed a bottle through some, some poor guy's head, so... Uh-oh. Um, yeah. You made it back just in time. Well... There to verify that story. <laughs> well, um... Uh, Alright, well then I guess we should get in and out of there kind of quick, because I, I mean... I've got a couple, and I don't want to. I don't want to go crazy or anything. Yeah, and look, I mean, the three of us are in the same boat. I would really like to stay in this body as long as I could. I really didn't expect this when I walked into Sahara. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of feeling a little bit more breakable than I feel like uh, Sahara is wanting us to act. Yeah, I um, I got my body has a lot of sentimental value. So unless like the Nordics or the Greys offer me a better version, like I think I'm fine with my normal fleshy sack. Uh, I've grown rather comfortable in this meat suit, so I wouldn't mind wearing it a little longer. Okay, well, Swift One G, have you uh, have you decided whether or not you should get um binoculars or um? two or three different scopes that we could just duct tape together. Um, I'm actually down for either, preferably binoculars. Um, I just think having a good line of sight while we're scouting is very important unless we're just looking at a bunch of tall buildings. So how, just a quick question, how exactly do you use binoculars? Because you got that thing that kind of like covers up your head face. It's removable. Oh! Oh, I thought that thing was just, like, welded into your skull, man. Oh, okay. I have a face. What? Removes helmet or removes visor. Saul's just, like, looking around amazed. He's like, oh, man. What? Okay, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you take off your, you take off your, your visor and it's just Adam Driver's face underneath. <laughs> Hello. Whoa, man! Like total star star rush, dude. Surprise! I remember when I saw him in the latest Star Wars movie, Star Wars Twenty Five. I'm just as childish too. Star Wars Twenty Five, yeah. tax evasion. I was really glad that they went forward because Star Wars Negative Four was just it was a flop. I like that they. uh they go forward with the story instead of backwards. It was like really confusing too, like like Jedi like atomic Jedi. Like I just I don't get it. It's just yeah, it was weird. But either way, like so once Wall once Wallcorp bought up all uh film and entertainment companies, things just sort of went a little downhill. They started going the way of like actual Walmart Walmart brand movies. Walmart, what's Walmart? This is Wall Corp. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, yeah. So, Soy Fungi, we kind of like we're we're talking about like uh, we're gonna stop at like R and D at the um, Sahara R and D, and we we're gonna see if we can't get you a program. Saul starts like packing up his backpack with the it's it's a fun like. The truth is out there backpack with a big old like gray alien head. And it's very like kindergartner esque. Is just... it actually like the shape of an alien head? Yes. It's like one of those hard backpacks that's the shape of an alien head. Yes, and he's just packing it full of the fucking like bomb vest or bomb belt. 
But you see, like, right. other tools and ammunition sticking out, and he's just zipping it up. He's like, I'm ready to go. So you guys, um, you leave the hotel room. Um, there's not a lot of cars, and majority of streets are just f- so packed full of people um, that, like, you can't reliably get anywhere by car, um, except in, like, a few key locations where, like, law enforcement actually keeps the streets clear. Um, so what we need are motorized scooters. Or you could take a train. Not I really gonna, wanted a motorized scooter. Not gonna lie, Evil, if you get a motorized scooter, would you allow me to, like, strap weaponry to it? I'd let it allow you to strap weaponry to it. I wouldn't allow you to ride on it with me. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the weaponry can't be strapped to you and strapped to me and strapped to the scooter. Okay, fine. Too many straps. Where would you even find all those straps? Oh, I I know where to find a couple straps. At the bodega. At the bodega. <laughs> Just check the ratchet strap aisle. Yeah, sure, ratchet straps. Is a ratchet strap. <laughs> the bodega is actually like 27 stories tall, but you know, six, 26 of the stories are underneath the ground. <laughs> So you guys, um, you leave the hotel room. Um, does anyone like change clothes or want to make an attractiveness roll? Yeah, I think I would. I, I'm going to go ahead and put my mohawk back up since um, I was uh, incognito before. So attractiveness roll. It's a D10. I got a six. That's. Um, I mean, it's looking a little flat today, honestly. Like you, yeah, you try. You got your pomade in there, and you're you're trying to work in in your mohawk. And like, no matter what you do, you just can't get the volume you're looking for. I overmoosed it. Yeah. God damn. Saul's gonna um, take some of the extra aerosol cleaner and just like spray it into his hair, like leaving shampoo. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> you guys have to talk to talk to your roommate about his hygiene hygiene habit. With an attraction, I have an attractiveness of four, and I rolled a four, so it's an eight altogether. All right. Well, somehow somehow the aerosol works a little better than uh, the mohawk, but we're still an ugly crew. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll do my roll, and so let's see if I'm going for. IT associate or IT manager today. <laughs> so, so I got a 14. All right. Because I was about to say you, you decide on putting a pocket protector in there, but you don't. Uh, you, you you go with like some smart, you know, like a smart little blazer over, the, over it. And uh, yeah, you look managerial. All right. Ready to fool these fuckers. Sufungi carrying the squad. <laughs> carrying the squad while dressed up as a nerdy IT director. That's it's carrying like, the squad. <laughs> it's like that whole scene from Charlie's Angels. Bear, like, right? Yeah, it's one of those situations. <laughs> I saw the, the fake mustache. <laughs> I just want to say that Cameron Diaz looked really hot as a guy in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Lucy Lou was like. A lot, a lot of, yeah, it should have been a gay awakening at that point. <laughs> That's how you know, uh, as you feel things, 
while um, they're dressed in boy clothes. Yeah, <laughs> drag and or leather pants. I'm mm. down for either. Mm. Mm. Leather pants always. All right, so you guys make your way to the lobby of the hotel. This time you see uh, the Ripper. He's like on his agent um, having like a tense conversation with somebody on the other line about his shipment being late. Oh, fuck. Can I make a awareness roll? Yeah. I'll also accept human perception. Ooh. I'll want to make a perception roll because I want to fit in on this. Saul just reaches into his backpack and grabs the pack of gum. Is it um, intelligence and awareness notice? Right? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so it's a yeah. 17. Ooh, damn. 17. I know. Um, That's also 17. So, yeah, you kind of just like subtly listen in on uh, what uh, this, this guy is saying. Um, you can't really hear the other the other end. Um, it's possible that like he's got some sort of like um, direct audio direct like Bluetooth in his brain. From what you can gather, he's he's talking to somebody in a corporate um, setting, like some whoever he's talking to is like high up in the corporate chain, and. Um, he keeps mentioning like bags and cold storage can deduce that it's something that the shipment has to do with something that uh, needs to be kept cold and would be distributed in bags. Milk. He's a milk dealer. That son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I also, I don't know if I've given you guys a physical description, um, of this guy yet. Do you know what he looks like? No. I think last time you said he was like... Yeah, you said said that he was like muscly and had cybernetic arms and was covered in tattoos. Yeah, he's got like a bunch of... um, They look like Yakuza tattoos, kind of. Like, um, lots of like like Japanese dragon imagery and stuff like that. Um, Is he Asian? Yeah, he, he looks like he is some sort of like Japanese and maybe Middle Eastern um mix and uh he has like extremely well groomed uh hair with like buzz buzz lines um that run from like the sides and wrap around the back of his head and a crew cut on top about six feet tall yeah and and, and muscular too fungy good thing i'm dressed in my sexy it outfit maybe I should do go not back. get in a jacuzzi with that man <laughs> We don't want to be in hot water with the Yakuza. Yakuza Jacuzzi. (laughs) Don't schmoozy him in that Jacuzzi. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go talk to him. Okay. Uh, okay, I mean, I'm I'm not going to stop you. All seriousness. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go see. So I couldn't help but overhear that you're missing a shipment. Um, Maybe if you have... Wait, Saul, this can be your chance to step in. So, unreliable shipments. Um, <laughs> will always like include reliable shipments. I don't know. No, okay, maybe we should just leave him alone. So yeah, sh- maybe we should just like uh, <laughs> we we should kind of kind of soundboard this interaction before you go. <laughs> Saul is just sitting there chewing bubble gum from the pack of gum that he got, 
and he's just looking at both Abel and Soifunji. He's like, you want me to talk to that guy? You know, Sufanji, if, if you're looking this hot, why don't you just, like, go hit on him instead of trying to talk business? Exactly. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go hit on him. Okay, I'm ready. Just don't get in a jacuzzi. Let's do this. <clears throat> All right. Uh, silently supporting you from the back. Big thumbs up. Go for it. I feel like my attractiveness is 10, so I should be able to easily seduce him. All right, so you approach him. Uh, he's still on the phone at the moment. Um and he hasn't really noticed uh, you standing there yet. Sufanji! Sufanji! Anyway. Bend and snap! It works every time. Bend and snap! That was Abel. I don't want to break his nose! That was Abel <laughs> calling Sufanji. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't help but notice you from across the lobby and wondering what a guy like you would be doing here all by himself. Uh, so he's... St- he's still on the phone and he kind of like like looks over in your direction and puts like a finger up um, to like let you know, you know, give me a second. Ooh, I grab his finger and put it in my mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Abel's just like big eyes, mouth wide open, but two big thumbs up from across the room or street or whatever this is. Saul does the, the classic like are you seeing this shit look to, <laughs> to Abel? I'm just like, uh... He's chewing his gum faster now. I'm looking at him dead in his eye. Uh, I'm just gonna, like, gently push Saul's face away. I'm just like, just no. You don't need to see this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you just pull the MUFON hat over Saul's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so you do that, and he, and he, uh, like get to the uh, to the person on the other end is just like, I'll call you back, and like hangs up, and he's just he looks over at you, um, and he's like, not that I'm not liking the energy here, but why are you flirting with me in the lobby of a hotel? Because I'm the type of gal that when she wants it, she goes for it. And what I want is a little bit more than your finger in my mouth right now. Okay. Um, well, I'm intrigued. I definitely like your vibe. Um, could we talk about this later, though? I can give you my number. Oh, actually, I was just heading out the door, so that would be perfect. What's your number? And he gives it to you. Basically, like, he touches his agent to your agent, and then, like, a little notification pops up, and it's just like, you have now connected with Amir Tagawa. Hello, Amir Tagawa. Well, wait, I'm gonna go, should I give him a fake name? I probably shouldn't give him my real name. Uh, I mean, if he, if you're exchanging information, your agent is just gonna tell you, or tell him who you are. Oh, okay. Well, so phone G. Anyway, don't keep me waiting too long. Yeah, definitely. Definitely won't. Um, I have to go now. Have a nice day. And he he leaves the lobby and goes back upstairs. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Too <laughs> you're a legend. Holy shit! 
Hey, hey. Also, go put some fucking Purell in your mouth. Hey, could could somebody help me? My my hat's stuck on my head and I can't see anything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just covered a few things about him so far. Did you, uh, what you got? Uh, his name is Amir Tagawa. Amir Tagawa. Oh, God. Oh, man. Not gonna lie. Um, outsider's perspective. He is pretty attractive, so... So so good for you. This is mostly for the mission. Um, yeah, just- yeah, do it for the mission. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Woo! Right, maybe I should have undone my top button a little bit. Nah, save it for I think later. you were pretty forward. Um, I don't know if he could have gotten any more of the, the hint. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Men are typically pretty stupid. But there's also no subtlety in that at all. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Abel is thoroughly impressed and thoroughly amused. All right, let's go. Uh, I love, I love how you guys or the group went from like, all right, we need to have a plan of attack, uh, for, you know, in case this interaction goes south. And then you guys see him in the lobby and stuff. He's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go flirt with him. <laughs> That's how it works, Gavin. <laughs> You overanalyze everything, except for when it comes to fucking.